This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Good morning, everybody. This is Terry Kernan. And uh, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. Uh, Darren is not here with me today, but I do have two great guests. And uh, we talked about one of the guests last, last week, uh, Mike Courier. He's the Vice President of Exhibition Sales for the National Association of Home Builders. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great, Terry. Thanks for having me today. Oh, thanks for coming on. And then we were able to sneak in a second guest who's uh, also a repeat uh, guest, and that is Danny Adams, who is the uh, executive officer for the local Frederick County Builders Association. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing great. Good morning. Thanks Good for coming here. in, guys. Um, uh, and we've got what we want to do today is kind of talk about uh, the new construction. And, and Darren and I talk a lot about, you know, what's going on with selling your home, buying a home. But now that 2022 is wrapped up, I wanted to get you guys in studio to kind of talk about what you see happen in 2022, what you predict for 2023, where are we going, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the positives. Uh, and then the big thing is, is let's look ahead to 2024. Uh, we know kind of what happened in 2022. Uh, but just to give you guys an idea, I want to talk a little bit about you know, existing home sales. So we can kind of mirror off what the uh, new home sales and kind of take a look at that. Just a couple things to take a look at. Existing home sales uh, shrank uh, last month for the 11th month in a row. Um, so basically it dropped 1.5%, but it's 34% lower. New uh, existing home sales are 34% lower than they were in uh, December of 2020. So two in the last two years, we've lost about 34% or we're 34% lower. Um, total existing homes that sold, 5 million in 2022, and that's about 18% fewer than 2021. So we see where this trend's going, and when we talk about the builders and new construction, we'll kind of see the same thing. But the biggest question that I get is, what do you guys think? Is my house going to appreciate? Is it going to crash? I can, yeah, I was going to say, Terry, you know, um, one of the big things we keep our pulse on in the Builders Association is when you look at those resales, um, the values are going up. That's great. Uh, the unintended consequences of that is uh, while you have your taxes go up, the challenges is when you go to resell that home is what is the pool of buyers? What does that look like? So the gap is closing from a brand new constructed property to a resale. It used to be a much larger gap. So there was an affordability to that. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing, while again, you have that appreciation, there are additional things that are going to come with those costs when you go to sell that home for that buyer. So your buyer pool is starting to reduce. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So think about this the last 130 months year over year your house is appreciated nationwide mm -hmm. your house is appreciated <clears throat> so we haven't had any situations where somebody's losing and i think that that's going to continue now now is that number smaller yes last year wound up nationwide 2.3 percent so what we're seeing is uh, basically that the housing market is still appreciating mm -hmm. and the biggest thing mm -hmm. is supply 
You know, yeah. why is it the demand's there, the demand's higher than the supply, and, you know, the rate of appreciation um, at 2.3% is still a win, right? 2008, you know, we were at negative 30%. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's kind of what we're seeing on, the, on, on our side yeah. uh, with the new home sales and stuff. What, uh, I, what I'm uh, surprised at is, you know, with the interest rates, and that's what's caused a lot of this uh, slowdown, is, um, you know, think about when you bought your first home, what the interest rates were. They were crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I had seven, seven and a half percent, and I was happy with that. I was dancing. <laughs> you know, when I, you go back before that, and people had 13%. It was crazy, but people were still buying homes. Yeah. And I, it's, the cost may have just gotten so high that it doesn't make sense for somebody. I guess to buy a home at six and a half, seven percent, and that's—I can't believe it's really stopped everybody from doing that. You know. Well, you know, and the other part that kind of goes with that is you have to look at the median income. So if you're going to go for, say, an FHA, you got to have in Frederick County at least a median income of $125,000 a year. And when you're looking at the DC metro area, as their median income is 110. Right. Frederick City is only $81,000 medium income. So who's buying these homes? Who's going to be able to afford them? Um, So that's something else that we have to always be very mindful of. As those rates continue to go up, you're going to start squeezing that more and more. Yeah. So let's kind of get into construction, new construction. Let's talk about, Mm -hmm. Mike, what are you seeing at the Home Builders Association? What are you seeing nationwide? What are the builders saying? What's going on? Well, it's uh, we came off of December good, double digits in new new home starts, which is was good That's news. Huge. But it's still vast below where it should be. Um, the, we're about one point five million homes short of building homes uh, at this time in, in this country, and um, with uh, that, that the the decrease there was about one point four percent seasonally adjusted. So. Now with multifamily has taken a step back as well. Multifamily was doing well all year, and single family were not. Now multifamily is starting to go down. And the forecast, unfortunately, for 22 is, is not good. Um, you know, the permits aren't there. People aren't, builders aren't pulling permits at this time. And uh, the, the, uh, the confidence level, we have a NEHB Wells Fargo Market Housing Index where we pull builders every month on their confidence level of the industry. And it went up recently a little bit, but it's only to 35. Well, healthy is like 50. Right. And a year right. ago, but a year ago, it was like 72, 78 even. You know? Really? Uh, the COVID was good for home building. It was um, good for every building. Good for everything. Every, every, uh, yeah. It was good for our market. Right. Good for, for our market. For right? our industry. Uh, even though it, other problems were created as a result of it, such as the supply chain and um, uh, a few other things. You know, lumber prices were crazy. Now, those all come back down. But... Now they've got the interest rate issue, and that's what's holding everybody back and for the next year. So 23 is going to be a tough year on the, uh, uh, the housing market for new homes and new home starts and multifamily starts. But I think you'll see softening coming up in the third and fourth quarter of 23, and it's going to launch in the 24. You'll see a lot more building permits, and 24 is going to be a big recovery year for our home building. And this is what our economists are telling us right. at home builders. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So- I was going to say to bring it to a local level, if I may, Terry. Please do. Um, two perspectives on this. One is what is the opportunity? So when you look at the um, land, the lots available uh, for multifamily, will be out of pipeline by 2027. 
for new construction wow. in Frederick County. For and, towns... And let me just yeah. stop you right there. Explain to... Because a lot of people don't know yes. when you say multifamily. Yes. So You're multi- not talking a condo. You're talking an actual apartment building. Yeah. Well, it's actually both. So multifamily can be two... Uh, houses on top or, or units above two units. Okay. It can be uh, triplexes. It can be um, a condo building, apartments. So mm-hmm. multifamily has a variety of different product that can go into that category. For uh, townhomes, which are unique in themselves, and single family homes, by 2032, we're going to be out of pipeline. So and this is Frederick County. This is Frederick County. So What does that mean to somebody who's interested in building a home here? You have to think about that's the opportunity. And those are the things we forecasted. But the numbers might even be lower. and We might be out sooner only because those are ones that we think we have the adequate public facilities like utilities, water, sewer, traffic, all the things you have to put into a development or community to build. The second part of this that you have to look at is the regulatory fees. For Frederick County, if you're looking at single family and townhomes, because those townhomes are really expensive in this town, um, between 80000 to 145000 are just your regulatory fees before you get the land or the lot, before you get the materials, which we know how that's been going over the last uh, three years. And then things that are variable. You might have a, a planner or an engineer that has to be part of that development. Those are varying costs. So just regulations are between eighty to one hundred forty-five thousand. That's your starting point for a price point for a home yeah. or a townhouse. Wow, that, that that's huge. Yeah. So we, you know, for us, we're really excited because um, County Executive Fitzwater um, is very focused on the housing needs in this community. Uh, so we're very fortunate to be able to engage and have opportunities to have a real discussion about that. So when you say the pipeline is going to dry up, mm-hmm. um, is it because there's nothing? getting dropped in the top of the funnel correct or is it because it's taking so much time to get it through the funnel so through the funnel well through the funnel is within these numbers because we could say that somebody has it takes a minimum of seven years before you get a shovel in the ground from the time you kind of start the process for frederick county over the last eight years only three projects have been approved and they've been 55 plus communities. Uh, so when you look at that slow growth of approvals, you're not even in the starting process, which at this point, again, uh, we will be at least five to seven years out if something got approved today. Wow. Yeah. So the only three projects have been 55 plus. Last eight years. So let me tell you a quick story. I, I don't want to get too far off, but in 1989... Um, I was working for a Perpetual Bank. We were the largest bank in the region, and I was basically giving money to builders, and I was doing developments. And everybody knows the warm old companies and, mm-hmm. and, you know, Robert. Well, Robert's father, Bob, came to me in 1989, and he said, I've got this plan, and it's called Warman's Mill. And he laid it out, and, and he was way, way, way ahead of his time. And I was like, wow, I really buy into this plan. So I took it before the loan committee at Perpetual. And uh, they all looked at me and they and I said, well, here's the deal. It's going to be geared towards people of retirement ages. People are going to migrate to Frederick 
to be closer to their grandchildren. And uh, Bob Wormald, I think, is way ahead of his time. And one of the guys said, who in their right mind would want to retire to Frederick? (laughs) 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 So my guess is uh, if he was still around, uh, and and they all agreed, all the board members of loan committee said, who would want to retire to Frederick? Now you're telling me that that's all we're approving is 55 right, plus. Right. Yeah. Well, it's so it shows Bob Warmold was way ahead of he his time. He was way right. ahead. Yes. That was so, a nice home. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah. no, no. That, I mean, we have a, a, a lot of anecdotal situations. So you look at Urbana. That was approved in the late 1950s. Really? That's and there's layers to that growth in that building, and and having something in Urbana is also a big part of our livable Frederick Master Plan, where you avoid sprawl. You allow that growth to be in very specific targeted areas, and then allows the green to remain green. Uh, we are very proud of being the largest landmass in Frederick County. Um, but yeah, to that point, you have to be very forward thinking. And that's that's what you have to do. You have to plan for, you know, 30, 40 years in in the future when you're looking at land yeah. planning. Yeah. As, as I say, you know, in, in Frederick County, and I think Warmold's a big, you know, mm-hmm. um, shows that that what the founder of the company does today is really for the legacy that he leaves okay. or she leaves. Yes. Okay. Yes. And 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 that's where it's so. People don't realize that it takes so much to get something through the. And I call it the funnel. The easiest way I can explain it is, you drop the raw land in the top of the funnel, and at some point it's coming out of the bottom. Yeah. And um, but I don't know. So I, I want to go back to one thing, Mike. Uh, is, is you talked about the shortage, the million and a half shortage. Yeah. Homes. What's going on there? What's what is it? Is it labor? Is it? Oh yeah, it's a, it's a number. Labor is a big part of things, definitely. But right now, it's mostly the interest rates. I guess that's what's pulling mm-hmm. the reins back on builders and why they're not building homes or pulling permits to start building homes. So that's that's probably first and foremost. But labor is such an issue. You know, the the average age of a, a master electrician is like 56 years old. A master carpenter is like 58 years old. Really? Master plumber, 57 years old. And I mentioned to you this earlier, you go to a high school with a bunch of parents and say, who here wants your kids to go to college? They all raise their hand. And who here wants their kids to go to the trade? Nobody raises their hand. Right. You know, and it's like, what's happened to this? Is These have dried up, you know. And I know when I was in school and you were in school, there was an industrial arts wing that you went to. So you at least yeah. had a taste of what if that was for you or not. It yeah. wasn't for me, but, you know, at least they had it. And uh, they don't have that in schools anymore. You have to go to the vocations, vocational uh, school. And um, so labor is first and foremost the, the, one of the biggest issues they have. And we're constantly trying to work on that. The, the National Association of Home Builders has the uh, Home Builders Institute, which goes out and finds kids and gets them their, their GD um, uh, high school graduation, uh, GDP. And then they... Um, uh, also, we'll get them working in the trades. And so in a few years, you know, they're making $60,000 a year, you know, from going to making nothing. And I know, Danielle, you mentioned earlier about a young lady here who's 23 years old, master welder, mm-hmm. making $65 a year. An uh, hour. An hour. An hour. An that's, hour. that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And so. she can probably work as many hours as she wants. And agreed. And, you know, we recognize workforce is an issue across the board. So, 
in our association where we think about building a community, anybody in permitting planning, they're hurting for workforce, right? Anybody who is certainly in the trades hurting sales across the board. But for us, what we tried to really hyper-focus on is we didn't get here overnight with losing education and trades. We didn't. And I feel like uh, it's not it, you can't get a silver bullet to get back there. So what are we doing in Frederick County is we've partnered with the Frederick County Public Schools and the uh, Frederick County uh, Community College. And we started Women in Trades Committee. And what it allowed us to do is take some funds that were earmarked through the Perkins Grant. And it said for women in non-traditional trades, and we're like, that's us. Okay, that can be everything from welding, carpentry, masonry, electrical, HVAC. And for us, the end game is we have a fantastic career in technology school, but they do not have enough seats. So they turn away hundreds and hundreds of students every year. We would like to make sure every student gets to a yes. And so how do we do that? Uh, look at maybe dual enrollment, um, having a, uh, a career uh, institute that allows people at any age to go so that that way if you're working during the week you could have course study in the evening or the weekends this can change opportunity for a number of uh, our workforce needs you know 22 percent nationwide are self-employed tradesmen and women and when you deal with that um, you need to make sure that you have these entry points so that you have a succession plan for these small businesses yeah I, I don't recall uh, labor being that big of an issue back around you know the, those crazy years in housing from 2004 to 2008 and uh, but the workforce just left you know when housing just came to a complete collapse at that time yeah it, the workforce just left and it never came back really and trying to refine skilled labor is what it is you can get yeah. them to do labor but it's the skilled labor is what they need yeah they you know? they turned up that silver tsunami a little bit sooner but i will say 11 percent of the building industry is women and that number continues to climb so we see the picket fence climbing on that while men continue to decrease in that that industry and so for us if we can answer the call to providing mentorship uh this uh, particular committee also has women to women mentoring part of it so we can actually have a program if we can build the process build the program then it allows us to keep increasing that opportunity yeah. in frederick county yeah and and the question and, and my brother-in-law ed mccarty runs and owns um uh, uh richard's electric big huge you know uh labor electrical contractor and ed always says you know the 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 toughest sell is trying to get somebody to go to uh, become get their apprenticeship in, as an electrician mm-hmm. and he said and when you say after four years you will have no debt no college mm-hmm. debt right. and during those four years you'll be making 50 grand a year and he said it's still a tough sell yeah and, and i mean i do loans for people and they'll come in and and they'll they'll have hundred and twenty thousand dollars in student loan debt and i want to cry i'm like this is just awful well i think our approach is changing and here's how our approach is we're getting into the high schools 
which is great. We need to back that up. So the Women in Trades Committee is looking at giving experiential learning. Um, it could be a workshop for a day or a couple hours with fourth and fifth graders, sixth and seventh graders. Eighth graders have to decide what they're going to be taking in their course of study for four years in high school. So we want to get to them very uniquely and give them opportunities for a hands-on learning opportunity that allows them and their parents to understand where is the uh, you know the career path for them. So if you enter a company like your brother's, they're going to probably pay for you to go through this apprenticeship program. And again, you come out no debt. No you debt. come out with an awesome 401k, and a retirement a plan, everything. It's a full everything. package. So, all right. Well, this has been great, <clears throat> but I do want to save some time to talk about. Um, uh, so Mike is in charge of the builder convention and the builder convention starts uh, the it's going to be held in uh, the International Builder Show will be held in Las Vegas, um, uh, January 31st through February 2nd. And uh, this year is going to be, the show's really came back and has grown significantly. And uh, so we're co-located with the National Kitchen and Bath Association uh, KBIS show. And um, so the two of us, have, for the last 10 years, have been co-locating shows together. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year we also invited the National Hardware Show to join us. And then you have the Tice Surfaces Show, which is a flooring show at another hotel, Mandalay Bay, where you, um, you can go to check out all kinds of flooring. Wow. And then we have uh, the Las Vegas Market, which is an uh, interior design show that's taking place. So it's five events. It's going to be taking place you know, in Las Vegas in two weeks. And uh, this year we're expecting well over 100,000 in attendance and um, some 2,000 exhibitors. Uh, 2,500 exhibitors, and it's going to be a great event. I mean, it's really bounced back from there's no COVID this year. Uh, Well, not as what it was anyways for COVID. People are still getting it, but um, uh, our attendance numbers are way up, and it's going to be a pretty good event in Las Vegas. It's going to be fantastic, actually. Yeah, I go to the show every year uh, because I work with a lot of builders, and I always find time to... uh, to have a cocktail with uh, with Mike at one point, and um, uh, it's an unbelievable job that he does, and his team, and his staff, and it's so massive and so big that the first day I always go to the opening kickoff. They always have a great speaker. They always have a, a great events, but I just walk around and I'm in awe, and I always look at my um, watch to see how many steps. Right. And I, I'll walk six miles yeah. through the convention mm-hmm. just going around, and I'll spend a whole day there. And it really, you, uh, hats off, it is mm-hmm. spectacular. Yeah. And if you, you don't have to be a builder to go there, you don't have to be, like, like I go there because of the financial side, but it is just so, uh, if you ever want to build a house, if you ever want to do a remodel, some of the great things that you see there, and uh, it's just an unbelievable job. But it is professionals only, though. It's not open to the public. So oh, okay. It's never been open to the public. It's just pros only. Okay. And if you're in the residential, multifamily, light construction uh, industry, you're welcome to come. And um, so, so that's why I'm welcome. That's yes, why you're welcome. <laughs> oh, thanks. I feel special now. Terry, your VIP. <laughs> so. Well, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so I'll be out there again this Great. year and uh, looking forward to it. Now, Danny, yeah. you're in charge of the 
Yes, and our, we have the Home and Garden Expo. It's going to be March the 18th and 19th, so please save the date. You'll be hearing more about this certainly here on this radio station. You guys have always been good to us to help us share it with the community. But the Home and Garden Expo, uh, it used to be called the Home Show. And the reason why we have elevated that is to include outdoor living. So the things that you will come to know and love every year. We're working up to our 50th anniversary in 2025 is the Builder Olympics will be there. You'll see students competing to build sheds. So it's really cool to see them in action. You're going to be able to see goods and services and talk to people directly about comparing them. And Terry is always there. It's great to have financial uh, representation to help you understand if I can remodel, if I can do brand new construction and just ask questions about what's going on in the market rate. He will be there to to answer those questions. We're going to add children's activities this year. So uh, Mr. John and friends, because young families want to come to this, but it's great to do something that is completely free to the community. Anybody at any age would love to come by again and experience something for themselves, whether they currently are a homeowner or looking to become a homeowner. It's a great place to, to spend your weekend. Um, we also have uh, Mason Dixon Barbecue, who will be doing some um, advising on the best way to take care of your brisket and uh, equipment that can get you there. So uh, we do hope that uh, you'll come by. And, and it's bigger this year than it was it's last bigger. year. It's bigger. It is, is awesome. bigger and better. And um, just to share that, we have well over 120, probably more closer to 130 um, exhibitors. We are almost filled up and sold out with booths. So if somebody does want to be an exhibitor, they need to contact us at uh, frederickhomeshow.org um, to, to get a booth if they're interested. And I'd be happy to talk to them. So, Mike, your show is not open to the public. That's right. Mm-hmm. But... Danny's is way Why open I, to the yeah, that's right. Way Why open to the public. That's right. It will not be successful if people don't come. That's and, right. And, you know, supporting your local companies, and it's not all builders. There's a lot of great builders that are there, a lot of great yep. remodelers that are there, but there's a lot of other companies, like alarm companies. There's yes. banks. There's mortgage companies. There's... Pool and spa. Pool and spa yeah. is huge. We build communities. And so when you think of everything that touches a community, we even have Sleep in Heavenly Peace there, which is a nonprofit that builds beds for people who... They don't want a single person to sleep on the ground. So when you think about the the community, you will find those type of exhibitors at our Home and Garden Expo. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year they did the tiny house. Yes. And uh, and I'm in, I'm interested in the tiny houses. Okay? It might come back in another year. Yeah. Just saying. And I think because what they are actually called in our industry is uh, accessory dwelling. Yeah units Mm -hmm. adus yeah okay Mm -hmm. and are they going to have it do you know at at the show this year yeah genesis champion homes is building they are yeah they build a uh it's a um modular home and they're building that and then uh uh as a jason is a 80 adu home we'll have one there yeah that's awesome i mean that's we'll have about five or six houses out in the parking lot of the las vegas coach center they're being built yeah yeah i'm a big fan of the adus because it, um, what we're starting to see in Maryland, and it's already in California, California and Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Basically, their um, their uh, zoning laws say you can put an ADU in your backyard. Okay, mm-hmm. if you have the space, you can put an ADU right. in your backyard. That's got to, with the cost of health care and the cost of everything that everybody goes through, um, that has to be something that, in my mind, is going to be front and center. It's kind of like 
you know, uh, in 1989, 30 years ago, 30, you know, three years ago when I brought, you know, Warman's Mill to this group of guys and they all laughed at me. They, they were chuckling, okay? <laughs> that story is not exaggerated. And, but, you know, if somebody brought ADUs to the forefront because it's great for having your parents, mm-hmm. yep. you know, there's three yes. things you can use it for. Three things you can use it for is basically, you know, you can live in it, rent out your main house, you can travel, you can retire, you can... Office. It's another office. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that can be used, but that's what I think uh, is something that's going to be a hot spot. So we're going to wrap it up right now, but thank you so much to Danny Adams and Mike Courier for coming in today and helping me out. Thank As you. most of you thank know you. that I struggle when I am on my own. So thank you guys and have an awesome, awesome weekend. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301 639 9244 301-639-9244, or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at darrenahern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.